Hello, folks. Welcome to Guided Privacy Podcast. I am your host, Santos. And today I have somebody uh, who is a fellow agency owner, a Google Ads expert from Netherlands. And you know him if you've been following my post. It's Floris. So let me add Floris on the screen and Floris can introduce himself. Hey, Santos. How are you doing, man? Good to see you again. Yeah. Lovely to see you, man. Um, welcome. Thank you for sparing time for this podcast. I really appreciate it. And I'm sure together we can add some great value to the community of specialists, to the community of DTC brand owners, agencies, and everybody else. Let's do everybody it. Else, I'm excited, man. Everybody who, <laughs> yeah, everybody who likes Google Ads. <laughs> awesome. Uh, great. So uh, those who don't know about you, Floris, uh, why don't you take like 30 seconds and tell them who you are, where you're from, what do you do? Of course, of course. Uh, yeah, so my name is Floris, uh, Floris van Vleuten, for the Dutch people out there. I'm uh, 24 year, years old, and uh, as Santos said, I'm from the Netherlands. Uh, I am currently in Malaga in Spain because uh, my agency works remote. So uh, I took advantage of traveling to go to the better weather, basically. And I've been to, into online marketing for, I think, four years or something and before those four years i studied communication at uh, at the college so yeah i've been uh, trying to do my best in online marketing for a while um first i did like uh i tried to do everything for everyone so i was into facebook ads as well instagram ads i tried to build websites i tried to like deliver the whole package but uh i figured that's not something that like you can't be the best at everything like all at once right so I had to choose. I chose Google Ads because I liked like the the technical and strategical knowledge that it requires to uh, to get results. And uh, yeah, that's that's what I've been uh, doing for the past year uh, solely. And uh, I went from freelancer to agency about a year ago. So I've been building my agency Amplifies um, for almost a year now, and uh, it's been a hell of a journey. So uh, I'm super excited to share everything. <laughs> awesome. So, Floris, as I hear, you were the jack of all trades. Now you are the Floris, the master of Google Ads. Exactly. <laughs> is that the right statement? Awesome. Great. Uh, great. So, uh, what is Amplifies? Uh, who do you work for? You know, if you're an agency, you said that. What kind of clients do you work with? Do you work with clients in Netherlands uh, or el everywhere else? Uh, what kind yeah, of clients yeah. you work with? Yeah. Okay. So, First and foremost, uh, at the beginning, we were doing everything for everyone, or at least I was, just like I told you. I was a jack of all trades and I tried to do everything, but I couldn't be the best at that. So I decided to double down on Google Ads specifically, but I decided to double down niche-wise as well. So I got rid of all my lead generation clients and I just focused on e-commerce. I ran a, a Shopify store myself uh, like a couple of years ago. And I just found the whole like um, e-commerce business model really interesting to work with, like uh, prospecting new clients, reeling them, them in, try to improve a bit of a conversion rate and remarketing purposes. And, uh, and, and like the whole funnel, I liked in the e-commerce business. So uh, the focus of our agency is to help e-commerce brands grow, uh, basically scale e-commerce brands and not solely from the Netherlands. We scale them internationally. So we have clients from Canada. We're running campaigns in the U United States. We have campaign uh, like clients from Germany and Netherlands, of course, but we ran campaigns in Spain, Italy, all over Europe, the United States and Canada. So yeah, we have clients from everywhere. <laughs> awesome. That's great. So that's Floris, everybody. Uh, I'll just take 10 seconds to introduce me. I am Santos. Uh, I founded Guided PPC. The goal was to help uh, everybody who is interested in Google Ads, learn Google Ads, and level up on it. And as well as uh, we do now agency work. So uh, like Floris, we also focus on DTC brands. Uh, we are competitors in a way, but uh, we have healthy competition between us. Uh, and obviously, there is always enough fish in the pond. <laughs> so, uh, so great. Uh, if you ever need help with Google Ads, uh, if you're a DTC brand, you can go to Floris or myself, and we are happy to help you. Great. So that's about us. Now, let's talk about what we are here to add value for. So what are we going to talk uh, today? Talk about today that will help 
the DTC brand owners, the agencies, the specialists, and anybody else uh, who is interested in Google Ads uh, learn from our experience and knowledge. Yeah, so uh, of course we had to decide the subject that we were, we were going to talk about, right? And since we, like I myself run a Google Ads agency specifically for e-commerce brands, I thought it would be cool to have a discussion, a, a healthy discussion about the shopping ads placement, because that's probably where most of the conversions are coming through. And there are a lot of options that we can use. So we can either use standard shopping, performance max feed only. There are a couple like bidding strategies and combinations that you can use. So I thought we have to talk about the shopping ads placement and what to use in which scenario. So uh, yeah, we can talk about that today. Awesome. And Floris, are you prepared to get interviewed? Like, you know, I asked some questions around, uh, you know, shopping ads, performance max and uh, demand and other stuff. So when I interview candidates for Google Ads Specialist role at my agency, I ask them a series, series of questions. Can I ask some of those questions to you? <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is to help others uh, learn how you should answer those questions when you are asking mm -hmm. about it. So, here is the first question that I have for you, Floris, is that imagine there is a new uh, online store or DTC brand that just started, right? They have got their website ready, they've got the products and everything ready. Now they want some um, traffic on their website, they want some sales. Uh, they come to you, they come to Amplify, they come to Floris. They say, what is going to be your strategy uh, for me? How much do you want to spend? Uh, how much should I spend? Uh, what's the fastest way to get to a profitable sales? How much sales can I expect? Like, just lay it out in a, in a brief way, top level strategy. Mm. Okay, so I feel like this is kind of a trick question, actually, Santosh, because uh, some people might know, but you are a Google Ads coach as well. And when we would like dive into accounts and dive into what strategy works best, we would probably nine out of 10 times, we would leave Google ads aside and start with the website, not with Google right. ads. <laughs> so we would go to the website and basically fire at everything that could go wrong when somebody visits the website and basically make a list of everything that we have to improve or let people improve on their website before we start running ads. Right. Okay, so that's the, that's probably the first part. We, we have to right. analyze the website and look at like from a conversion rate optimization perspective, what we have to change about the website in order to get some results. So we need to improve speed. We need to include some social proof. We need to see if there's a product market fit, basically, if the, the price is competitive and if they have good images, everything like that. Then once we're finished, we have to see what the budget looks like, right? Because uh, if we have uh, 100 euros for a whole month, it isn't gonna work. We need enough traffic. And so right. when we have a healthy conversion rate, which we can predict, of course, if we have a good right. landing page, good product page, then we have to do an extensive keyword research on uh, what people are looking for, product specifically. And then we would right. see if there's enough budget, we have a market for that. And then we would probably either uh, set up a search campaign specifically because it depends on, on the products, right? We right, either set up a search campaign or we set up a strategy for the shopping placements. Okay, great. And when you say shopping, you have basically uh, two or three choices, right? So you have a standard shopping campaign. You have performance max, which is full built uh, with assets and audience signals. Then you have the third option, which is the uh, feed only performance max. So let's say we, we call the standard shopping campaign as the white pill, the full build Pmax as the uh, blue pill, and the uh, feed only Pmax as the red pill. Now, if this business came to you and said that, hey, Flores, uh, there are th three pills available. I need help on shopping ads. Which pill should I swallow? The first or second or third or all three? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, the the shortest and the only right answer would be an answer that I learned from Miles McNair, which is right. It depends. It depends because uh, every, yeah, yeah. Every every case is different, right? But right. if I would have to go like with the not the one size fits all, but like the right. the one strategy that I would advise in the most cases, mm -hmm. I would probably to uh, to use standard shopping first, so to swallow the the white pill. 
because we right. need to get in some conversion data and we need to have like control over our, our bids. If you set up the performance right. max full build, it will probably go after fully uh, remarketing audiences and search and display and YouTube and stuff like that. So uh, we, we don't swallow that one ever if we will need to get the shopping placement specifically. So it's right. either standard shopping or performance max feed only. But at the beginning of our account, like from scratch, we need to see the keyword data, like everything, every data there is. We need yeah. to control the bids and basically see how well everything performs if people are clicking on the product. So I would say uh, it depends, but most of the times I would go for standard shopping in this case. Awesome, that's a great answer. And so here is the scenario has changed. Now this business is six months into the, into the Google Ads run. Six months later, they come to you and say that, hey, Flores, has anything changed? Like, looks like we've got like uh, 100, 200, 500 sales. Yeah, looks like we're hitting our TROS goals. What should we do now? Should we stick with the same white pill or should we go for blue or red pill at this point? <laughs> okay. Again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to, to blue pill that many times. So let's right. just go in this specific case. Uh, we need to try to get maybe a bit of dynamic remarketing which is automatically embedded in the performance max feed only campaign type right. i would say to experiment with the performance max feed only campaign type and of course depending on how many products you have you could you have to experiment because you you never know for sure but if you use the performance max feed only campaign type you could uh, look at like the product performance maybe uh, eventually you could do some product performance based bucketing like the heroes and the sidekick strategy um but yeah i would i would probably experiment with the performance max feed only campaign and make it more scalable by uh, dividing and performance based bucketing awesome so this business runs uh, another 6 months with google ads with your strategy uh, which is go to the red pill and maybe alongside run the, uh, like keep taking the white pill that you are taking in moderation, of course. <laughs> now, six months later, the, there is a new thing that happened with this business is that they've got a investor and they've got $10 million in funding. Now they have the mandate to go crush the market, crush the competition, like, you know, uh, go as aggressive as possible. At this point, there is, there are no levers to be, there are no, uh, roadblocks there are no levers pulling you back now you have the full-fledged uh, mandate to go all gun guns blazing for this client what will be the strategy at this point okay so if we have 10 millions of funding <laughs> i thought about like the the question while you're asking it okay so right. when we have 10 millions in funding i would first like analyze the whole uh, customer funnel that we have so right. for example if we have a lot of uh, like we don't have a lot of top of funnel traffic we should probably increase that by you by using youtube awareness ads and stuff like that um i would first try to deplete every bit of budget that we are using at that that specific moment to get in as right. many conversions as possible and then when like the ROAS drop for example or the uh, cpas increase then i would try to get in more um, more traffic for middle funnel and top of funnel and then uh, I would probably because we have so much budget right I would probably set up a product specific YouTube dynamic remarketing campaigns for every one that comes around our product page so right. it all depends on how many products the, the person has and how depleted the budget is and how the ROAS goals are, are hit or not but uh, I would say to probably keep the standard shopping and the performance max feed only strategy. Of course, we have to try experimenting with all the other campaign types and demand generation as well as the top of funnel campaign. And right. I would go into remarketing uh, YouTube with dynamic remarketing. Probably. Awesome. But I, I have awesome. to sit like for, for 10, 15 minutes to come up with the right strategy, right? <laughs> but that's just what my first thoughts are. Right. Uh, by the way, Miles, there was a shout out for you, uh, Floris took your name, so I also take your name. Miles, you're doing a great job. PPC Mastery is a great uh, platform. I think you're doing an incredible job of teaching advanced tips to PPC uh, specialists, uh, experts, agencies, and like. So uh, keep it up, brother. Uh, all right, so we, we discussed the top-level strategy flows uh, of uh, what we'll probably do. Now let's get to the specifics, right? So what you wanted to share on the uh, 
Google Ads, uh, sorry, shopping ads placement, uh, you know, uh, details. Like, you know, uh, so whatever strategy or anything that you had to share, uh, take it away. Okay. So what I wanted to share is, is basically a message. And the message has a couple steps. And depending on where you are as a business owner or as a DTC brand, you can like start from where the timeline is right. Okay. So okay. first we have the, the starting DTC brand. We, we have to know if there's a product market fit and we have uh, probably analyzed the website and uh, optimized it in terms of conversion rate. Then we need to get some traffic in, right? So we need to probably start, start with the standard shopping campaigns and we do a keyword research using maybe ChatGPT or Google Bart and the Google Keyword Planner just to find some untapped keywords with low competition and high search volume. When we found those, we have to uh, set up the product feed in Merchant Center and we have to include the most searched keywords in the product title and in the product description. And depending on which niche you are in, you have to uh, like add all the product attributes that you can. So if you are in a fashion niche, you can add size, uh, add if it's for children or for adults. Um, I think you can either uh, even add color and, and stuff like that. So you have to uh, add all product attributes as well as a GTIN code or a MPN code to give Google some data, some data to work with. So that's probably the first step. Then you set up your standard shopping campaign, set up your bids on the top of the page bid, low range, if that makes sense. You will see it in Google Keyword Planner for the beginners. Right. Um, and set up, set up a budget so you can get like between 20 and 50 to 100 clicks uh, per day. That would be the best because you, even if you had, would have a conversion rate of 2%, you need 50 clicks, right, to get in an, a conversion. So set up the budget accordingly and then let it run for one to two weeks. We don't want to optimize way too much. We don't want to invest a lot of time or shake up the algorithm too much. So let it just run for a couple of weeks. Then, um, depending on, of course, what kind of your results you have, you can either install Hotjar or Microsoft Clarity on the product page to see how how well it, everything performs. So if you're getting conversions, you know uh, which product convert. And if you don't get any conversions, you know what the bottleneck is. Maybe it's the checkout process. Maybe it's the button click. Maybe it's something else. You will find out by installing Hotjar or Microsoft Clarity, which is like, like a heat mapping software. When you're done with that, you probably are getting in some conversions, right? Between 20 and let's say 50 in a month, a month time. If you are profitable already, you should probably scale up your budgets a bit. If you aren't profitable, you should either decrease CPCs, increase CTRs and increase uh, quality score, and you should increase your conversion rates. All of those, you will probably go down in cost and go up in orders. Cool. So that's probably the first phase, right? Then you want to scale up. You have enough conversions, you have enough conversion data, and this is a time when you will add your uh, performance max campaign, your performance max feed only campaign. And how you do this, this is some kind of a smart shopping for those, uh, those who know. Um, performance max feed only is basically where you set up a performance max campaign, but you don't add any headlines or any descriptions or any images. You, you just attach the feed and you save the asset group. That way you are creating like a super uh, smart bidding shopping campaign, which is Performance Max based. And Google is still pushing Performance Max, like preferring Performance Max above anything else. So you're probably getting more conversions that way. Then, so that's the, that's the second step, basically the second phase. Then the third phase is to uh, segment everything by product performance inside that performance max campaign. So you will probably see that if you have, for example, 300 products, that there are 10 to 20 products delivering all the conversions, getting in all the profit for your business. Of course, you want to scale the budgets on those uh, products specifically. So you can do two things, either use uh, the product hero labelizer or use the flow boost labelizer. The second one is free. What this will do, it's basically a script and it will uh, set a custom label to the super well-performing products 
set a custom label to the medium performing products and so on up until the bad performing products. And that way you can segment your products based on performance and uh, basically put them in a campaign and scale the budgets accordingly. So for example, you have those 10 products that really are overperforming. You can set them in one campaign, decrease the target rows a bit so it will spend a bit more. And then uh, you can set up way higher budgets because you know that the products are performing anyway. And that's the third phase. And you will probably have to scale like the third phase up until you cannot even like uh, spend any more or like your ROAS will go a bit down. And then you are facing a whole other problem, which is basically uh, tackling some awareness uh, and then reeling in some more top of funnel traffic. But that's that's a long way to go, right? <laughs> right <laughs> and that's right. basically what I wanted to share with you. So when you're starting out or you have already like a 50 to 100 conversions, this is probably the best strategy to use. Wow. And Flores just gave away the agency way of doing Google Ads for DTC brands. So if you are the DTC brands and you wanted to do it in-house yourself, go watch this three, four times and you will get it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And this Google. like everything, like everything that I that I said for uh, performance-based bucketing and target ROAS, you can look everything up. So if you do want to invest like your own time to learn it all, you could. And you could probably run your own campaigns profitable. And if you don't want to want to take the time, you're you will probably have to need Santosh to set everything up for you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So that was the blueprint of running shopping ads. Uh, sorry, uh, Google ads, not just shopping ads, because Flores obviously talked about other stuff. He literally just walked you through step by step what you do, need to do at what stage and how you want to do it. Uh, you should be doing it. Great. Awesome. That's a value bomb. Oh, by the way, uh, Floris, uh, I have your friend here who is, uh, you know, saying it's great Alan. to see you, Floris. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice to see you. Good that you're here, man. <laughs> Shout out to Alan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alamir, um, you know, I asked him to come on the, come as a guest on the podcast. He said, yeah, I will think about it and I will uh, tell you after a month. And, you know, basically he's a camera shy person. So, he doesn't have the courage. So, <laughs> guys, please give him some encouragement. He should come and join me on podcast. And, and anybody else, like you know, who is watching, if you want to come join me as a guest on the podcast, do some uh, personal branding for yourself. Let the world know what you do uh, and how awesome you are. Come join me. Uh, but you, you gotta be doing Google Ads. That's the only condition. <laughs> so, so you can be an agency. You can be a specialist. You can be a beginner trying to uh, you know learn google ads uh, or you can be a, a marketing manager or cmo uh, and you still want to you know uh, demonstrate how well you are uh, well you know informed you are on google ads that's that's something you can also do awesome so having uh, discussed so much about shopping ads and what how you can do it for dtc brands uh, i have this weird question is there some sort of a myth about Google shopping or shopping ads uh, that 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 you think of people are not uh, like pretend to get it wrong. Maybe uh, people get it wrong. Mm, I don't know exactly what you're pointing at, but what comes to mind when I think about something that people should know when running shopping yeah. ads is you want to stand out, right? And if you look at how search ads, for example, are performing. The mm -hmm. top search ad performs the best, but with shopping ads, this isn't the case. The one with the best image performs the best nine, right. nine out of 10, 10 times. So for example, if you would be selling, let's say phone booths, like the one that I am in for, for offices, right. And people right. Would, would search like meeting booth or something like that. And you right. all have images with white backgrounds and you have one image with a super cool headquarters in Los Angeles background, that one will stand out and get the most clicks. So, so mm -hmm. I would say if you are optimizing for clicks, look at your product image and optimize that one. Right. Um, so probably I didn't clarify your question. So the myth in terms of shopping ads was probably had many angles, right? It has many angles. So um, people who, who swear by shopping ads, they probably think that, or if you're an e-commerce website, the only, the only thing you can do is shopping ads. 
there is nothing else you can do or for example there is some uh, new store and they got suspended for misrepresentation they think that oh that's the end of my world with google ads there is nothing i can do right um do you want to um, highlight on those two points uh, if somebody was thinking that shopping ads is the only thing they can do on google ads uh yeah exactly okay on- so yeah i can i can even name an example so we had this one brand that sells very specific home improvement products right one like two mm-hmm. two products specifically and those products are like i think two and a half thousand euros for one product so it's way too much just to click it and then purchase it out of nowhere with those products and also with cheaper products of course i will come to that later but it might be very valuable to some extra information and you do that by uh, pushing your search ads so people are searching for information and you can include those in your search yeah. ads so you can basically stand out more and share your USBs more your search ads in comparison to your shopping ads and also if you wouldn't use shopping as some looking for for search advertisements and uh, basically are looking for a store that they can a store that they can trust so not everybody click product listings right Every, some people just click on the search ads just want to read through the website see the social proof that we talked about earlier and uh yeah right. you can you can be highly profitable by only running search ads and not even using the product ads but i would advise though to use product ads always if you are an e-commerce business oh right, and then we course. have the, like a second thing you talked about misrepresentation, right? That's a that's a common issue with e- in e-commerce, and um, Google is like flagging all of all of the dropshipping stores and all of the stores that have like, uh, uh, yeah, like misinformation on their website to, for misrepresentation. Um, and there are a couple ways to fix it, but cutting off service. Search ads. Internet yeah. is playing up. I think you're cutting off a little bit. Um, oh, really? Try again. Now it's better. Now it's better. Yeah. Am I back again or not? Yeah. <laughs> you're back again. Okay. So where was I? Yeah. So even if you would have hit the, and that wouldn't be that big of a problem. Right. That's not the end of the world. That's the point I, I'm trying to make. Uh, I think you're, you're facing some technical issues, I think, Santosh. Yes, but um, when you come back, you should see that Aisha said, well done, Flores, about your uh, that value bomb that you gave away. Oh, uh, thanks, Aisha. Do... <laughs> yeah. uh, while you try to fix your internet, let's see. Uh, we have a question from M. Muhammad Shawon. Uh, really enjoying the sessions. Great insights. Awesome. Sean, so great to you know have your participation here. Uh, that's that's a good encouragement. All right. Uh, yeah. So two issues I wanted to uh, also add some uh, you know insight on that is one if shopping ads is working for you uh, and you max out on shopping ads, there are a number of things you can do, and not always shopping ads is the one that's performing alone. So there is. You know, there are multiple touch points before somebody tries to uh, decides to make a purchase on your website. And depending upon how higher value is the product, there will be multiple touch points. So somebody will watch a video, do a search, probably see your uh, ad on shopping or in the reverse order. They'll see the, uh, you know, shopping ad, click on it, check the product page. Probably later, um, they will be retargeted with a, you know, dynamic remarketing ad or a display ad or a video ad. And then, they will make a purchase. So all of these ads uh, work in combination and not uh, always one ad standalone does all the heavy lifting. So you should not rule out other ad types because shopping ads is the only thing. And that's not how you can scale. So if you're a business which is spending, let's say, um, 10K on shopping ads today, uh, you could spend maybe 100K. But when you go to a million, uh, you know, then you'll have to diversify, right? You'll have to think about other channels where you can spend. And the same case for misrepresentation. If you are hit by misrepresentation, doesn't mean that's the end of the world. You, you can still use search, this uh, demand gen, and YouTube conversion ads 
uh, and you can still get some traction out of Google Ads. Awesome. Uh, we are getting some questions now. Uh, and I have a long question from Aisha. Uh, selling things online is great for showing and selling products directly to specific customers, but there is a lot of competition. Google Ads help reach a wide audience based on, oh, this is not a question, but OK. Uh, thanks for adding that, Aisha. Uh, we have Bhagyashree saying that, what is your advice to a student? And this is important for us to pay attention, please. And I think we both can help her. What is your advice to a student who has just finished his her course and want to start his journey into Google Ads? Should he start searching uh, from search, start searching from search, YouTube, shopping, or what? So you know the last part. I think if somebody had just finished her course, I'm assuming this is a Google Ads course she's talking about. What's the next step? What do you think the next step should be for this? Somebody had just wants to learn Google Ads, level up into it, and okay, just finish so a Google Ads course. I would say. Okay, I would say this. Would say I'm a big fan. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of Alex Ramosi myself, and Alex Ramosi is all about providing value. So I would say, try to contact brands, try to contact businesses, and work for free. So you can get some hands-on experience and basically know the Google Ads interface. And then when you get some case studies, you can build that out from there. Yeah, and I was saying my advice would be that if you can try and get an uh, internship or training opportunity with an agency, because in an agency, you can learn a lot much faster, right? If you're working for an agency, that agency, for example, uh, I was at Solutions Aid back then, and we were dealing with hundreds of clients uh, at a time. So anybody who came in in that environment uh, had access to a lot of resources about you know multiple clients, multiple strategies, uh, multiple scenarios so you can learn a lot faster in an agency if you if you can get an uh, and proof is that there are like you know i had hired two or three two batches of interns and all of them are google ads experts today and they 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 reached their fastest because they were exposed to an environment like that if they were elsewhere probably they would have not leveled up that fast so my advice beg for an opportunity to work with an agency <laughs> uh, or uh, you know work for free get some projects done hands-on experience and once you get that uh, you know build some case studies and you can go like that awesome uh, i think we did a great uh, job helping bhagishri thank you for asking that bhagishri uh, we have another question from nitish i think when shopping is maxed out we can even try uh, Bing shopping at times it works amazing. Oh yeah, 100% uh, Nitis. I totally agree with you. Uh, you can go to Bing Bing Ads, which is kind of the copy of the Google Ads. But whatever that invented, only about 30% of Google Ads is there. It's still very very useful. So once you max out on shopping here, the next best thing to do is max out shopping on Bing, and then go to discovery, demands in YouTube kind of uh, campaigns. So great insight. Would you agree? Have you tried uh, Bing ads for any clients? I would agree totally. Yeah. Have you tried Bing ads for any no. clients? No, 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 no. I'm just uh, all about Google ads. No, okay. I'm all about using Google ads. Yeah, this is like the. This is also the you know uh, favorite uh, cousin of Google ads, Bing ads. So you can just press a click of a button and import everything from Google Ads to Bing Ads and run the way it is. All you have to do is set up the conversion tracking and dynamic remarketing tags for the first time. And uh, you know our guy, uh, Smriti, has a course. He can help you with that. OK, there is uh, another question. Do you use DSA for your product? And if yes, how? Question to you, Floris. Do you use dynamic search ads? Uh, I do use them. And if you want to use them, Product specifically, dynamic search ads. I'll 
pages right. and see how those perform. Right, I would say uh, we use that on case-to-case -case basis. So the first test we do is we take the uh, product page URL and run it through Keyword Planner and see if it's throwing up relevant keywords back. And if the page content is good, the keyword relevance will be good in Keyword Planner. And if the keyword relevance is good, then we would take a chance with dynamic search ads. Uh, we would also exclude brand from the very beginning because dynamic search ads is uh, pretty uh, <laughs> uh, is known to capture brand aggressive really fast. Yeah, <laughs> aggressively. So yeah, I would exclude brand from the word go. And like I said, if the product page is uh, good enough uh, in terms of content and relevant keywords that it's throwing back in your planner, I would do DSA for sure. Okay, uh, Alam Gir is saying something here. Regarding e-commerce, Facebook remarketing works well if every pixel is set up. Alam Gir will have to say, give us more than that. <laughs> Have you tried um, Facebook remarketing? So, have you tried, uh, you know? Um, uh, yeah, so. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think, I think what he's saying is that if you're running Google Ads for e commerce DTC brand and you have Facebook, uh, Facebook Pixel set up properly, then you can remarket to the Facebook visitors, visitors coming from Facebook on that remarketing mm -hmm. list. And that remarketing works well. I think I have decoded this properly. Alan, let me know. And that, that is a smart strategy, actually. So if you have people uh, visiting the website from Facebook ads and they have they may not have converted, you have an opportunity to show them, like capture them on Google properties. Good. That's a great point. Uh, so yeah, make a dummy account and practice all the things which you learned, in my opinion. Nitish has a suggestion for Pajasuri, I think. Yeah, I think you can do that. Uh, and I know somebody in real life who has done that. So uh, Smriti uh, made a bunch of videos of setting up conversion tracking and all that stuff by creating a dummy account, uh, Shopify store. Uh, you know, Shopify lets you create a dummy store. And he did that. Have you tried doing this, uh, Flores? Creating a dummy account and practicing Google Ads on that account? Uh, yeah, I have, I have one myself. I have an account, and that's the, uh -huh. the account where I try everything in terms of conversion tracking is new. Yeah, so you can create a dummy website, but not a dummy Google Ads account where you, if you run ads, you're going to pay money to Google. Mm, you are. Okay. Uh, we have Satyan Krishna. A lot of product search is happening on Amazon e-commerce platforms. And this can be this can be an interesting question for us. So this is because they offer products with their uh, with lower funnel metrics and with other opinion options in similar product line. How do you think Google Shopping Ads can help build similar environment? What's your take on that, Floris? Do you understand the question? Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I do. I do. I hope my internet connection is uh, is doing well. I've uh, kind of uh, a buffer. Now you're better. But better. yeah, um, in terms of Google Shopping ads, we mm -hmm, we talked about using performance max feed only campaign types, right? And I think that might be the closest that you you will come to um when looking at the whole uh, amazon strategy performance max feed only campaigns it will automatically go into dynamic remarketing so if somebody visits your product page it will show product specific ads uh, after they visited the page so you could try that and you can set it up yourself as well so you can either run a standard shopping and then dynamic display remarketing if you attach your feed um, control over the budgets uh, per campaign type, basically. Right. Uh, I, I think, uh, Satin, you're right. Amazon, by the way, is the largest uh, product search engine on this planet. It used to be Google, but I think that uh, that leadership uh, position got changed hands, and it Amazon took the uh, top place. 
I think somewhere in 2018 or something. And Amazon become the largest product search engine. So if you have customers who are uh, potentially searching for products, chances are uh, 65% of them, 65% uh, chances are there that they're also searching on Amazon. So they're doing their research on Amazon. And I think Satin makes a good point that how do you replicate that uh, environment here with shopping ads? I don't think you can do that with shopping ads because when you run shopping ads, you get to place one ad among a bunch of other competitors, right? So the best you can do with your shopping ad is to try and earn that click from Google search result, right? And you try and earn that click by following the advice that Floris gave earlier in the podcast, where he said that your product image should be really prominent, your uh, pricing should be competitive, your title should be relevant, if you've, and you've got some reviews, you have some offer running on, promotion running on. If you have all of that, you have a better chance of earning that click. And I think uh, once you earn that click, the rest of the job is done by your website. Floris also gave great insight on that, then how, how you should uh, make sure that your website is fast loading and optimized for conversion, right? Um, so yeah, that's that's a great point. Uh, that's what you can do, I guess. Uh, Aisha, I want to be a part of your team, Santos. <laughs> I'm flattered. <laughs> uh, you can uh, you can <laughs> be a part of my team uh, if you uh, apply for the internship role. That's uh, I know I know I don't know Aisha if you're experienced or not, but if you have Google Ads experience, uh, apply on that you know job post I have made. Uh, we already have hired enough number of candidates for now, but when we start hiring next, you can apply and we'll see. If you make the cut, we we'll, would love to work with you. Good luck, Aisha. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, please do not, uh, please do one podcast just for the PMAX campaign. It will be a great help. So, uh, Ankit, great question and great request. We would love to do that. Uh, what else can we discuss on Emacs that we have not discussed already today. Floris, did we miss out on anything? Yeah, we, we did a couple things. Um, there are like strategies that we, you can optimize Performance Max for. And that's one thing. The other thing is that you have to uh probably implement the famous max campaign perform and which placements perform best um so that's uh, that's two things you would probably include how you uh, exclude brand campaigns like brand searches and that's the three point when i'm thinking about optimizing performance max campaigns yeah, I will add uh, one more tip that, you know, see, so think about performance max. It's a campaign type which can serve on all five, six different platforms that Google has properties, right? Search, shopping, uh, discovery, uh, display, Gmail, YouTube, all of that. So when you approach performance max on a full build kind of a campaign, it lets you provide three things, three inputs. The first input is your uh, text and images and videos. So your creatives, basically. I call them all, like three of them are creatives. The second input is your product. You get what as a product feed. And the third input is the audience signal. It's, and it's not targeting its signal. The, the three inputs you provide to Google. You tell Google that, hey, Google, you know what? Here are some amazing visuals about my product, about my business, why my business is awesome why my products are awesome. And here are some great videos telling the story, right? And here are some amazing uh, text lines I've written. Uh, the fourth input also can be an offer, right? So uh, you make these four, give these four inputs to Performance Max and then you let Performance Max do its magic. The fifth input also, by the way, which is often forgot, forgotten, is setting up your dynamic remarketing tag properly. If you don't have that setup, Performance Max is like running on three wheels. <laughs> the car of Performance Max is running on three wheels. It doesn't have one wheel properly there. So it, it wouldn't get that as far as it could 
if you had the dynamic remarketing tag set up properly. So think about setting up those, uh, giving like set, giving those five inputs. Let me repeat that. So great visuals and videos and great headlines and description lines around your product and business, why your product is awesome, business is awesome, and how it's better than others, how it's uh, going to deliver the great value for customers for their money. The second uh, input is your audience signal. Like you tell Google which who are the audiences that are likely to buy your product. So it can be your existing customers, that you know, list of customers. It can be the keywords that have worked for you in the past. That it, it, it can be uh, keywords that you think can work well for your products. It can be uh, the add to cart URLs of your competitors. It can be uh, also the video viewers. You know the remarketing list of video viewers. It can be the converters remarketing list. It can be in market audiences or affinity segments. So all of those are audience signals. Use them in the same order I have just described, it, because they go from narrow to broad. So affinity being the broadest. So use those audience signals in the same order. And if you provide all these signals to Performance Max, expect Performance Max to do its magic and bring you sales. That's the shortest possible masterclass on performance. <laughs> You've been spot on. You've been spot on, Santosh. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Thanks for the validation, uh, Floris. Awesome. So we're doing great so far. Uh, and your internet is also better now. So uh, yeah, by the way, Aisha is for saying she wants to work with us as an intern. Look, Aisha, we have already uh, got the ongoing intern batch, which is full with six people. We might announce the next batch in March. So look out for the announcement. And don't miss it. <laughs> uh, Everybody has to follow Santosh on LinkedIn. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Floris. OK, so this might be a question for you. Can you target Facebook visitors on your website with Google Ads remarketing? Of course. Yeah, you can uh, you can remarket your website visitors. So if they come from Facebook ads or they come from Google Organic, it doesn't matter. If your remarketing tag is set up properly on your website, you can remarket all your visitors. But you need like I think thousand uh, page visitors or thousand website visitors to remarket properly. So yeah, there's a threshold. Yeah, and I think uh, what you can do the trick is that create a remarketing list in Google Analytics. And then import that in Google Ads. So track the website, uh, like traffic source Facebook, create a remarketing list of that, and bring into Google Ads. I don't think Facebook can stop that from happening, right? They can't. No. <laughs> Senator, you can run ads. I, I must say, there's one thing that I wanted to add, and that, that's that you probably need to set up server side tracking to track properly and track the most users possible. Center, we run ads, everything is possible. <laughs> Do you remember that, Floris? When Mark Zuckerberg what? said, no, so Mark Zuckerberg was being uh, questioned by uh, all the sen sen Senate, and there was a question, a specific question to Zuckerberg, and he said, how do you do that? And he said, Senator, we run ads. You YouTube it, it's, it's really, uh, really catchy. <laughs> you love it. <laughs> I haven't seen it, I haven't seen it, but I'm curious, yeah. I know an agency which, which is named Senator Viran Ads. Okay, that's fun. Awesome. Uh, Aisha, my question is to you, Santos. How can I get a chance to join you as an intern? So like I said, you watch out for the announcement, and uh, all the details are there. When you see the announcement, you can read through the details, and you can go to the uh, there is an intake form that you need to fill. Uh, and then once you are selected, you can join. But before you do that, before you join as an intern, you got to learn Google Ads. So we don't take freshers. We don't take somebody just woke up and they want to become an intern with credit PPC. That, that's not how it works. You got to learn Google Ads first. OK, uh, Floris, this might be another question. Oh, just wanted to pop in and see you. Say hello. I got a bounce. Santos is the best. <laughs> I don't know who is this. This is the anonymous comment, but you made my day. Thank you so much. 
uh, one of the best ways, uh, top five ways to optimize Google ads for shopping campaigns. Question to you, Floris. You're the man. Okay, we have top five ways. Let me think about it. We have before the click and during the impression and after the click, right? So before the click, I would say optimize product titles, optimize your product description and include keywords there. Then optimize your product image specifically and add like a couple images, lifestyle images. Uh, Google will maybe test them out. Then uh, the fourth thing is to try to play with budgets, increase your budget specifically on specific products, try to experiment with different bidding strategies. And the last thing is to improve your conversion rates on the website. So depending on which conversion rate you have, you can probably improve it by increasing website speed, adding social proof, like I told earlier, uh, maybe have a add to cart pop-up instead of just a add to cart slide, something like that. You can experiment with it, but you have to increase your conversion rate so it grows accordingly, right? And those five that Flora just said are real, real good uh, things you can do for shopping ads. Um, you know, optimizing the feed, optimizing the images, optimizing the website. These are like all underrated things. People max out saying, thinking that, no, what, what can I do? My products look best. Uh, but you look at the title and it says um, umbrella. <laughs> like, you know, I'm just saying the title is not descriptive enough. People are selling bananas and they're calling it umbrellas. So uh, think about, uh, you know, how your title, how the shopping ads get triggered very simple how do people uh, how do google uh, trigger shop shopping ads it's based on your title and description so unless you have the keywords that you want to go for that you want products to be discovered for in the title and description how will google know what 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 kind of product you have and what is who is it for right so it's very like simple basic things uh, highly underrated so there, there's one thing, yeah. uh, Santosh, mm -hmm. one, one secret that I have to add, and that is to add GTIN code. Like I told at the beginning Ooh, of the podcast, yeah. because Google Ads, like the Google platform, will recognize which GTIN code you have, and it will compare it to other GTIN codes, the same code, and then like check that targeting, what works best for those products, and then try to deliver the same results for you. So add keywords in your product title and product description, 100%, but include the GTIN code as well. Yes, and about GTINs, it can protect you from incidents when, for example, I have a client, they had their website on uh, big commerce and they moved to Shopify and then Shopify uh, broke in terms of payment system and all, and they had to go back to big commerce and now they're back to Shopify. So in these four moves, <laughs> what has happened is that their product IDs got messed up. If they had GTINs, Google would have still known this is the product regardless of which platform it came from or it was being served from. But they didn't have GTINs and therefore all the IDs are different. So all the performance history that was uh, attached to products are now lost. So the hidden un, uh, you know, untold advantage of GTINs is that tells Google what is this product, regardless of what the ID is and regardless of what other elements change on the product page. So great point you added, Floris, that GTINs should also be super, super uh, important. They should be considered for optimization. So these little things can make the world of difference, actually, uh, in shopping ads optimization. Uh, somebody said, nice to see you, man. Uh, it's hey, Shazad, I know him. <laughs> <laughs> nice to see you too, man. Thanks for your support. <laughs> awesome. Uh, thanks, Shazad. Okay, uh, Anirudh, what can I do to get customers that will understand that their brand is offering high value and be willing to buy those products? What can I do to get customers that will understand that the brand is offering high value and be willing to buy these products? So basically, he's saying that if I have high value, uh, uh, you know, premium products, how do I get those customers who will value these uh, products and pay the higher price, higher than usual price? Uh, 
it's a marketing question not a google ads question to be honest <laughs> mm. i would say okay so i would say to increase the perceived value of the product so depending on what product it is right if it, if it, if it are shoes you would say uh, improved mobility uh, no more back pain stuff like that so basically sum out sum up everything that like all the benefits that a product will give you that will increase the perceived value okay uh, by the way, Sajad made a couple of suggestions also. You were struggling with what was the limit for remarketing list, which said 1,000 plus. And to mm -hmm. your list of things that you can optimize for shopping ads, he said uh, Google product category. Great suggestions, uh, Sajad. Uh, hey, Akshay asked a question, and the question is how where to ask questions. So, Akshay, you already asked a question. <laughs> you can keep writing wherever you wrote. So. We, we see you okay you can write questions and ask we have another uh, florist looks like a model <laughs> <laughs> thank you akshay thank you thank you really appreciate okay. it <laughs> <Mad> drop. <laughs> Floris, i'm doing uh, my best uh, yeah he turned red <laughs> Floris is officially blushing i am Okay, awesome. Uh, Mahek Fatima, your positive approach to problem solving is inspiring. Thank you for bringing that energy to the discussion. Thank you so much, Flores. That is a compliment to you. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Great. I think we have covered pretty much everything. Did we miss out on anything, Flores? Mm, I don't think so. We covered basically the shopping placements, performance max, Google Ads for e-commerce. We gave everybody some tips. So I think we got it. And I would say if people have any questions, just shoot them either to you on LinkedIn or to me on LinkedIn. And uh, we will happy to answer those. And where can people find you, Flores? Uh, that is on LinkedIn. So just type in my name, Flores van Vleuten, and uh, you will find it on LinkedIn. I I became a, a top SEM voice by uh, by yesterday. I think Yay! I got the badge. <laughs> Great! Awesome! 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 That's a that's a that's a win. That's mm. a great win. Uh, and you have the website also, right? Uh, Amplifies.nl. Is that a website? Amplifies.nl. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. But like all the information about me and my agency is on my LinkedIn, so you should probably visit that. And when you want some more information about everything that we do, you could go to amplifies.nl and then uh, we would be happy to help you if you have any questions. Okay. I have a question. Uh, you know, I was asked by Omar on, on his interview. So the tech stack. So I want to ask you, Floris, what are the tools that you can't live without or can't, fun can't function without? Tools or apps? Okay. There are a lot really and not just for uh, optimizing google ads specifically but i'm like running an agency as well right so we need communication and we need some project management so we need slack and ClickUp. we need like uh, google workspace and uh, though like we need zoom or google meet all of those programs right and in terms of google ads specifically i would say we use google keyword planner a lot we did use SpyFu for a while to spy on competitors. We use the Google Ads Transparency Center, so you can spy mm -hmm. on your competitors' ads. Um, we use ChatGPT and Google Bart to get like the creative process going, and the Google Ads, of course, itself, the Google Ads interface. Awesome. I just have one suggestion uh, on the tech stack, the tools and apps. Guys, if you're working on Google Ads, Please, for God's sake, do not use Microsoft Excel Sheets to share files because it's so painful. <laughs> use Google Sheet instead. You know, uh, if you attach an uh, Excel Sheet uh, and somebody makes changes, it gets lost in the uh, in, in the in the process. You are using Google Ads. Google has a beautiful product called Google Sheet. Sorry, Bill Gates, sir. I don't have nothing. I don't have anything against you. <laughs> I love your vaccines and everything, but I'm saying that uh, Google uh, Workspace has done a great job. Google Sheet is the lifesaver, and I swear by Google Sheet. If if you're listening to this podcast, 
there is one takeaway for everybody is stop using microsoft excel sheet if you are using start using google sheet please the number two Santosh, says can I, I have yeah oh, sorry. sorry go ahead yeah, yeah. Go no on. no go ahead yeah i want to add one bonus uh, tech stack thing which is uh, to get google merchant center if you have google merchant center next you can now set it back to the old google merchant center and in that google merchant center you can apply feed rules to your product feed which is really easy to optimize your feed with so that's really uh, could come in really handy awesome and all those uh, beginners who are learning the path of ropes of google ads and you want to become a google access specialist and become successful one day here is my one advice to you start using google calendar okay you are applying for remote jobs uh, you will be invited to meetings when you join the uh, you know get the job and all and if you don't have the habit of using google calendar you will often miss meetings and you will so i have had candidates who set up an interview with me didn't show up why because they didn't know the time and why they didn't know the time because they were not using google calendar i can tell so please start using google calendar if you do that you will be way more organized with your time okay uh, there is one more question from umair hi santos and flores thanks for a great podcast you are welcome sir you just made our day thank you so much can we exclude past converter from emacs campaign and force emacs campaign go only for new customers i am not fan of nca <laughs> okay flores this is a question to you okay i think and maybe you should uh, give your opinion as well santosh but i think that like the uh, new go go after new customer option in performance max isn't working that well i haven't heard one positive story or one positive case study about that so i wouldn't use that what you can do and it's not 100 solid but what you can do is not include like the past converters and stuff to your uh, audience signal and hope it goes after new customers but performance max will probably go after the easy audience and the easy audience is the existing customer right so that's one thing that we can fix up until now yeah omar sooner you realize that there is nothing to include or exclude on pmax the better it is it's just signaling signal means hey by the way can you go left and pmax will say please no i see straight <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true so <laughs> you can't exclude it uh, i don't know if google would probably provide an op option to do that just like they did for brand uh, but let's just like wishful thinking sorry sorry to disappoint you umar okay uh, what about negative keywords in standard shopping akib javed has a question uh, what do you think about that i think you made a solid point about uh, the reason why you should start using standard shopping early on is because this was one of the capabilities right exactly the control so you can control your bids and your keywords so uh, depending on if you're running a normal standard shopping or branded standard shopping for branded standard shopping if you want people to go after your brand there's a, a super easy script that you can implement and uh, it will automatically add all the keywords that are non-brand related to your negative keyword list and if you're using a regular standard shopping campaign you just have to check the campaign like the, the search terms report every two or three days and add all irrelevant keywords okay last but not the least i have a trick question that can put you in, in the spot floris are you ready i'm ready <laughs> so if google ads was to die as a platform today or if ai came in and said okay i'm gonna do everything i don't need agencies or specialists what would floris do from tomorrow <laughs> wow uh, um okay so i'm still really interested in the whole e-commerce niche right so i yeah. think i would go after other ways to increase my client sales basically so that would probably yeah. be either public relations or influencer marketing mm, or conversion rate optimization because i'm really interested in that as well 
that's how dedicated everybody uh, Flores is to this e-commerce niche. And if you are an e-commerce business, you should definitely uh, think about working with Flores. And you know, you can work with me as well. We both do the same thing, but we. Uh, he's based in Netherlands. I'm kind of everywhere. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time today, uh, Floris, and everybody who has been posting comments here. Uh, I think we have gone past the one hour limit. So we'll just call it a day here and wish you, uh, wish everybody a great, happy weekend and see you next week. Thanks for having me, Santosh. I'm really glad. Thanks, thank Floris. It was fun. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Bye, everybody.